This is the Ask Dr. Jill podcast, where Dr. Jill Wagner will have conversations and discussions designed to take the mystery out of medicine. Your next appointment toward living a healthier life begins right now. Greetings. I hope you are having an amazing day and that you are loving yourself wholly and completely. I am Dr. Jill Wagoner, your host of the Ask Dr. Jill podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your life to spend it with me. For those of you who don't know, I'm a concierge, board certified, family practice physician. I've been practicing for several decades. Those years have given me loads of experience and a little bit of insight. This podcast is an opportunity to share both of those with you. My practice is located in the Dallas area. If you would like to become a patient in that practice, I'll share information later in the broadcast as to how you can do that. But for now, let's get started with this episode of Ask Dr. Jill. So this season two, I am really focused on brain. And this is another of those brain episodes. I think as you listen to them and put them all together, we have learned a lot about the brain and I want to give you as much of that information as possible. So this episode is water and the brain, water and the brain. When I wrote my first book a little more than a decade ago, I included a chapter on water. And as I, um, you know, brought the book out, I did teachings and speaking uh, while I was introducing the book to the community. And initially, uh, I would start talking about this book and I'd get on that first chapter about water and my whole time period would be gone just trying to get to all of the information that I thought people needed to have about water. So I didn't get past water in my presentation because there was so much to talk about. All of you have heard that it's important to drink water, and we've all heard that water plays a vital role in every function of our body. But few of us have heard a discussion about how water impacts the brain. So we are going to do just that today. We're going to talk about the impact of water on your brain. This discussion will focus on the groundbreaking research that reveals exactly how powerful hydration is for optimal brain health. If you want to experience clearer thinking, better memory, and even enhanced focus and concentration, then water should be an important part of your daily menu. Here's what you need to know about drinking your way to better brain health. So how does water help your brain? Your brain needs to stay hydrated because water helps it to do several things. We need water to balance our hormone levels. 
Water plays a role in producing neurotransmitters, the body's chemical messengers that help the ner nerve cells to communicate with each other. And it also plays a role in the production of hormones. Hormones are, again, chemical messengers that tell the body to do various things. It's also necessary for lowering your level of the stress hormone cortisol. We need water to maintain the fluid levels that protect our brain and spinal cord from trauma and injury. Everybody knows about cerebral spinal fluid, that fluid that kind of cushions your brain and your spinal cord. If you don't have enough water, you don't have enough of that fluid. We need water to maintain neurogenesis. I know that's a new word, but neurogenesis is the creation of new nervous system cells and overall brain health, including cell production, function, and cell longevity. We need water to flush out toxins and metabolic waste that accumulates in the brain. Metabolic waste is... Uh, those byproducts from chemical reactions that occur naturally in the body where there are some leftover substances that can be toxic to your body. If you have adequate water in your system, you're able to flush those out. We need water to maintain proper blood circulation and transport vitamins and minerals and oxygen to the brain. Ooh, I know, <laughs> that's a mouthful, but water is so important. As your hydration level dips, the brain's function suffers. That's why dehydration is so closely correlated with poor brain health and why neuroscientists and brain health experts recommend increasing your fluid intake to support and enhance your learning, your thinking, your focus, your cognitive function. All of those things are important. So how much water does your brain need and how much of your brain and body is water? I think this is important to know because when you hear this, then you realize there's so much water in my body that I need lots of water in order to stay healthy. Water makes up far more of your body and organs than you may realize. In fact, up to 70 to 90% of your body weight is actually water. But that's not all. Your skin is more than 60% water. So when you start looking wrinkled, go ahead and get you some water. Your muscles are nearly 80% water. Your lungs are more than 70% water. Your bones are approximately 30% water. Water constitutes a large component of all of the different organs and systems in your body, and it plays an outsized role in ensuring each of these areas is working optimally. Nowhere is that more true than in your brain, because your brain is nearly 75% water. So here are three reasons why drinking more water benefits your brain. When you drink more water, you'll experience improved psychological well-being and a better mood. 
Yeah, your mood gets better when you drink more water. Your body needs to be well hydrated to manufacture those hormones and neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. And we've talked about those before, and we'll probably talk about them again. Dopamine and serotonin are important chemicals that regulate your mood. And also, if you have those, you feel better, you function better, you interact with other people better, and also to ensure the proper functioning of these neurotransmitters and chemical processes, you need adequate water. Multiple studies have linked moderate levels of dehydration. I'm not talking about severe dehydration. I'm talking about moderate levels of dehydration with significantly impaired mood, including lower rates of self-reported happiness and increased rates of depression and anxiety. Additionally, dehydration increases your levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Just being dehydrated stresses your body. And if it's left unmanaged, chronic stress and high cortisol levels can trigger numerous brain health problems and lead to things like a loss of brain cells. You can actually lose brain cells. Brain cells can die because you don't have enough water. Decreased brain size. You can imagine if the brain is 75% water, if you don't have enough water, then the brain shrinks. It can disrupt your brain synapses. The synapses are the interactions are the place where the brain cells connect to each other. If you don't have enough water, there's a disruption of that brain synapse leading to psychological problems like social withdrawal and isolation. So if you want to feel good emotionally, you need to drink more water. Whenever you get a headache, instead of grabbing that Tylenol or whatever you take for headache, grab a big glass of water, and often your headache will get better without taking anything else. The second thing, uh, reason why you should drink water is you'll think and focus better. Water helps your brain cells communicate with each other, like I just told you. It clears out toxins and waste that impair your brain function, and it carries nutrients to the brain. This all falls apart if your fluid levels drops. So staying hydrated has been linked to better and faster decision-making improved performance on cognitive tests. So that's really important to know because if your baby's going to take a test or your grandbaby's going to take a test where they are testing their cognitive skills, then they need to be hydrated. So you want to remember that. Better concentration and enhanced short-term memory. Water and being hydrated is linked to higher test scores in an educational context, improved focus and decreased mental fatigue, stronger cognitive functioning across the board, including being more alert, less confused, and even improving learning. I want to take just a quick break to remind you that this episode is brought to you by WellAware Supplements. Every wellness plan should include strategic supplementation, vitamins, minerals, and herbal supplements that help you to achieve your health goals. 
and well aware, being your health partner is of the utmost importance. We have high quality, affordable supplements that will be delivered directly to your doorstep. So you don't have to stand in the drugstore or health food store gazing at the endless shelves of supplements trying to make a decision about which ones are right for you. We make it easy, convenient, and affordable. To start your strategic supplementation today, go to askdrjill.net slash supplements and order yours now. The third thing that water helps you with, and I know this is going to surprise a bunch of you, you'll fall asleep faster if your brain is hydrated well. This is about far more than just catching some Zs or sleeping. When you sleep, your brain has things that it has to do. It heals itself. It flushes out toxins, and it even generates new neurons. Your brain also does this thing when you sleep. It tosses out memories you don't need. It gets rid of old memories or insignificant memories, and it keeps the good ones. It reinforces the memories that you need to have and those things that you want to lay down and keep for a long time. That's why getting enough sleep may lead to brain health benefits such as a better memory, more mental alertness, focus and concentration, enhanced psychological well-being, and better moods. Faster response times. You can respond faster if you sleep better, and you can sleep better if you're hydrated. More balanced levels of brain hormones and neurotransmitters. And I keep telling you that because that's really important. Millions of people all over the world struggle to sleep. In a global survey, British adults ranked the worst in the world when it comes to sleep duration and sleep quality, but they were closely followed by Canadians and Americans. So we all need to work on getting more sleep. Drinking more water can help support a good night's rest. Your body's water levels influence your internal sleep-wake cycles. Water influences your body temperature, your metabolism, your hormones, and many of the other functions that are linked to sleep health. Research suggests that this may be why People who are dehydrated tend to experience shorter sleep cycles. So I often have patients who tell me, I don't drink water in the evening because I have to get up and go to the the bathroom. So you don't have to drink all of the water at night. Just drink it during the day, and then you will be hydrated by bedtime. So here's some ways to stay hydrated. But first, before we do that, first you need to know the symptoms of dehydration and what are the signs of that so you can know what to do. Even a small amount of dehydration, as little as one percent can affect your cognitive function. So being aware of when your body is starting to get dehydrated is good to know because often thirst is the last symptom. So by the time you're thirsty, you're really dehydrated. While everybody is different, some of the most common warning signs of dehydration include the following. Dark urine, 
are infrequent trips to the bathroom. If you look at your urine and it is dark yellow, you are dehydrated, unless you're one of those people that's taking mega amounts of supplements. If you're taking mega amounts of supplements, then your urine will be dark yellow because your body is is discarding what you don't need. But for everybody else, if your urine is dark yellow, then you're probably dehydrated. Headaches, like I said earlier, if you develop a headache, the first thing you should do is drink some water. Dry eyes, dry skin, dry mouth, those are all indications that you are dehydrated. Mood changes and mood swings, including anxiety, stress, and irritability. Sometimes when you're feeling irritable and you're sitting at your desk and you're thinking, I am just irritated. Why am I? Think about, have I had some water today? My brain just may need some water to help me to be able to do these tasks that I have to do. If you notice fluctuations in your energy level, including a general sense of fatigue and exhaustion, or higher levels of just mental fatigue or lack of alertness, then that can be a symptom that you are dehydrated. So how much water should you drink? We have all heard all kinds of things about how much water you should drink. And I remember a few years ago, one of the soft drink companies did a research study that they funded and said, we don't really need water. We can just drink soda because it counts too. Not the truth. So you need to aim for two to three liters of water a day. That's about 100 ounces daily. So if you do 10, 10 ounce glasses of water, that gets you there. You add an extra serving of water for every serving of alcohol or caffeinated beverage you consume because those beverages are dehydrating. It's also important to note that our specific water needs vary based on your physical activity and your lifestyle habits. For instance, if you're an athlete and you do lots of strenuous workout, you'll require much more water on a daily basis than somebody who just sits all day. So here are some hydration strategies to get more fluids into your body. First, drink a glass of water when you first get up. After a night's sleep, you are already dehydrated unless you're one of those people like I am who drinks water in the night. So if I get up during the night, I have water by my bed so that I can drink some because I know that those long hours during the night will dehydrate you. Use prompts and reminders to remind you to drink water. So you may set a timer or associate the drinking of water with some activity that you do during the day. Make hydration fun. For some people, water is not appealing to them. Everybody doesn't like the taste of water. So you can add something to it. Um, One day I added some fresh rosemary to uh, a bottle of water and it was absolutely delicious. It was different. Or you may put some mint or a little chunk of watermelon or some cucumbers or something in there. Whatever you can do to help you drink more water, it will be beneficial to your brain and to your overall health. I know that was a lot, but I hope you learned a lot. We've arrived at the completion point of this Ask Dr. Jill podcast. If this information has been helpful, 
please subscribe, like, and share. Share it with those in your sphere of influence and people that you love that you think could benefit from this information. To stay connected, please follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. All of those are Ask Dr. Jill. And please go and visit my YouTube station. It's Ask Dr. Jill and my website, AskDrJill.net. I hope this episode has brought you one step closer to living a healthier life and taking the mystery out of medicine. As promised, if you're looking to become a patient in my practice, that information will be listed in the show notes. Until next time, blessings to you and those you love. And please stay well, happy, and whole. I'll see you next time at your next Ask Dr. Jill podcast appointment. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for care by a doctor or other qualified health professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help on your journey to wellness, seek assistance from a qualified medical professional. It is important that you have someone in your corner that is qualified, trained, licensed health practitioner, helping you make the health changes you desire as you venture toward the healthiest you possible.